Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. I'm Zach. And I'm Darcy. Did you know that pornography doesn't have to destroy you or your marriage? We're the parents of eight active members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we love to help people just like you. We're here to share hope and healing as we take you through our journey and the journeys of our amazing clients to greater joy and love. Come grow with us to a happier, more meaningful life. Welcome Welcome to to the the Self Mastery Podcast. Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Spafford, and today I'm joined by Darcy. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. How was your trip? It was good. Yeah? Yeah. Grandma turned 100 and everything was uneventful? Yeah, we drove 48 hours over, what, five days? Oh, yes. It was a lot of driving for not a ton of time in Wisconsin, but we were grateful to be able to be there and to celebrate my grandma turning 100 because let's face it not very many people turn 100 so so we all survived we all got home we had no vomiting no vomiting in the car (laughs) that is the first time ever ever we normally have at least two maybe three people that get sick and we had none and we even had two friends with us and so 12 people in a 12-passenger van, and nobody got sick. That is a pretty big accomplishment, and we had no crying. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. There, Yeah, that was pretty awesome. It was a good trip. I'm glad we were home, though. Me too. By the way, happy anniversary. Thanks. How many years has it been? 18 years today. 18 years. Today. So if you want to go back to last year's episode this time, so somewhere in July of last year, you'll get 17 things we've learned about 17 years in marriage. And today we decided not to bore you with 18 things. So That would have been awesome, though. <laughs> we just would have been like, okay, it's just one more thing. You can listen to this old episode, and here's one more thing. <laughs> yeah. So today we wanted to talk about the seasons of marriage, and really one of the things that we often talk about with our clients is when marriage is hard. And I want all of you, as you listen to this, I just want you to just go into your own mind and imagine the day that you got married and imagine that you knew that there would be a trial so difficult that it had the potential to tear apart your entire life. It would tear apart your every belief structure. It would create questions within them. Uh, and everything that you who had worked for would be reduced to the decision of whether to stay or to go. And all of your hard work and all of your love and all of your hope would be tested so thoroughly that either this would be the end of your marriage or your marriage would be strengthened immeasurably. Now imagine as you stand there vowing to make your life and your eternity with the person you now adore that this will happen to you not just once but multiple times during your life. I think that's I think that's a pretty good description of what, what life as a marriage is really like. So I want you to think about that and just imagine that. And I, we're going to ask a couple of questions. We're going to talk about some of the answers that we feel 
we would give to these questions. So, would you get married? Can you imagine 20 years ago, 19, 18 years ago, when we were right there, would you have gotten married? Come on. <laughs> I, I think I know the answer to this, so I want, I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I, I would say, if I'm being honest, it would, it would seriously depend on the day, right? Because when you're having a bad day or even a bad week or a bad month or a bad year, sometimes you think, gosh, I don't think I would have done this had I known all that I know now, you know, on that day when I got married. But during the great times, of course, the answer would be yes. And so I guess when I think of that, I would think, yes, I would still choose to get married, but I would also realize that hard things are going to happen and that in order to make a marriage work, you have to continue to choose each other and continue to work hard and do what's required to stay committed to each other and your family and 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 really like stick it out, you know. Yeah, I kind of knew that would be your answer. Yeah, and I I, I just this is kind of random, but you know we. I, I mentioned earlier that we took two extras with us, and it was our oldest son's girlfriend and then her older sister, who happened to turn uh, 18 the day after we got home. And while we were there, I, we were standing in my mom's kitchen, and and she said something like, oh, I can't wait to get married, because getting married, being married would be so much easier than dating. <laughs> and... <laughs> At that moment, I was like, I'm going to be real with this girl. Like, I, I know, like, she really, she wants to get married, right? Like, she, of course. And and so I decided to take the time to kind of explain, you know, some of the struggles that do go on in marriage. I think oftentimes, you know, like we've talked about before, you go into marriage thinking like, oh, yeah, my Prince Charming's going to come and we're going to get married in the temple and we're going to live happily ever after. And it's going to be so amazing. And, you know, I'm going to keep, you know, I, I kept my covenants and I, I'm, I'm on that path and we're doing everything right. And so everything's going to be amazing. And I think very much that's, that was kind of the mindset that she was in. And so <laughs> I decided to kind of explain like, you know, these are some of the things that, are hard about marriage and, and be really real with her. And I was like, you know, you're going to be 18. So like, I'm just going to be really honest. And, and it was, I think it was interesting for her to like listen. And, and because I think we oftentimes go into marriage, not really having a, a firm grasp or understanding what it's really like. And, you know, you look back on your parents and you realize, Oh, wow, like, <laughs> you know, you have opinions on marriage based on how your parents' marriage was and and how your friends' parents were. And, you know, you see married couples, but I think until you're actually in the throes of being married, you don't really understand exactly what it's like. And so some of the things I talked about were like, you know, money struggles, right? When you're dating, you don't have to worry about money. Like, it's it, 
it's not even there. You don't have to worry about bills. Yeah. Uh, you. I mean, not when you're 18. You know, like like I see Xander and he's like, yeah, let me just burn my money on dating. Yeah. Right. He's just like, hey, let's go, let's go eat, let's go do this, let's go do that. Yeah. You want me to bring you a soda while you're on your lunch break? Yeah. Sure. Let you me, want me to me. pick up Costa Vida? Sure. Right. Right. But and then. You know, you have kids, and kids are amazing and wonderful, but with kids comes the trial of parenting. And, you know, you're both raised in a different family, and so you have different ideas on parenting. And so sometimes you have to work together to get more on the same page or try and figure out the parenting thing. And then and then you have the struggle of intimacy and high desire and low desire and seasons of life where you know you have babies and you have little babies and there's always someone in your room yeah just all the different (laughs) struggles that that you face as as a married couple and then you factor in with a lot of our listeners pornography i think for a lot of people that was not a struggle that they knew that they were signing up for and i think the younger generation i think that there's a lot more transparency going on is as we as a culture talk about pornography more but I feel very much you know my generation and older it was not something that was talked about yeah very yeah totally I or it was it was talked about in terms of like this is definitely going to destroy your marriage you know or run the other way or whatever Uh, you know don't let this ever be a part of the reality that you live or and if you do you know oh boy yeah, or the idea that like, oh yeah, you know, pornography is about sex. So once we get married and can have sex, then that won't be a problem anymore. And and I think now as we are growing as people and learning, we are beginning to realize like, oh, that's not really how it works. Right. So I I it, you gave an interesting answer. You gave essentially the answer that I thought you would give, which was, I don't know. It's like, no, uh, yes, maybe, right? That's what I heard in all of your answer. Yeah, I mean, because you, <laughs> it sounds bad, but like it, you factor in in-law struggles and, you know, all of the struggles. That, yeah, oh, totally. That come with marriage. And so I think it's really hard to be like, oh, yes, definitely, I would have made that decision. However, for me, I I personally choose to to be married to Zach and yeah. to continue to work hard even when it's hard. Okay, so l- let me tell you all a story about this time that I totally dumped Darcy right after we had literally sent out our wedding invitations. Yeah, it was the day we sent them out. We sent them out, and we were in Nauvoo. And I had, you know, up to that point, I'd, I'd really enjoyed dancing, um, you know, I, I would go every weekend when I was in high school with a friend to swing dance, um, at like a swing dance studio. And then, um, you know, just, it had been part of the thing that I would, had done my whole life to just entertain myself. Right. And then we get to Nauvoo and if you go down to the river, uh, sunset, sunset on the, Missi- on the river, Mississippi. Yeah. So you're down there and the, one of the things they do, they do is they invite people to come up and dance and I'm like, Hey, let's go dance. And she's like, no. <laughs> and I was just so floored by this that it like totally blew my entire world view. 
Like, how can you how can you not have the courage to just get up and dance even if you're terrible at it? And so I was just totally blown away. And as we as we visited Wisconsin uh, this last week, we st- we, we stopped, stopped in Nauvoo. Nauvoo. And I was and like, "Hey, kids, <laughs> this is where Poppy dumped me on the she, day that she we literally out told the this story like five times." Yeah. And I felt kind of bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> but if I asked myself this question, would I get? Would I? You know, turning back the t- you know the time all the way back to then, would I get married to you? Um, I think the answer is in part I don't know if I think about it from the perspective of who I was then. But if I think about it from who I am now and who we are now, I see it totally differently. And I think that you see it totally differently as well. Yeah, like if I if I think back to when we were newly married at you know the level of maturity that we had at the ripe age of 20 and 12 days old, that's what I was, and Zach was, you know, 20... 22 something. 22 and three quarters. Something <laughs> like that. I, I don't think I would have signed up for all of these challenges because back then I really thought, you know, marriage is this fairy tale. And I think if I back then had to look at all of the, the struggles and challenges that we have gone through in our 18 years of marriage, I don't think... I would have done it. But like Zach was saying, if I look at where we are now, I wouldn't trade what we have now for an easier way to get here because I feel like all of the challenges and the struggles and the ups and downs that we have endured these 18 years have created what we have today. Yeah, this is a really interesting point that you're making, which is, so we actually did this in Sunday school today, and it was on um, unfair injustice. And I think it was Dale Renlund's talk from yeah. last conference. And as as I look back, you know what what trial would I trade out? You know, would it be you know could I trade out pornography for a, the death of a child? Because you know in the death of a child, I'm not morally bankrupt. Well, I don't know that I would, because I, I love all my children. I want them to have... I know. certainly would not. Right. <laughs> like, that's a no. Right, Big exactly. No so it's one of those things where you look back, and you, you can you could spend a lot of time looking back and saying, oh, I would, I would totally live my life differently. But I don't think that that's even a helpful conversation, mm-hmm. to be honest. And I think, especially especially those of you who are newly married, if you're in the middle of your marriage struggles, if you're you know if you're even towards the end of your marriage, right? Here's the thing that we I think we want to leave you with, because I don't there's no there's no different life that we can pick. And so the thing the and it's not just leave you with, but this is the question that I think we really all need to answer for ourselves, which is how would I approach my current marriage struggles differently? If I knew and, and chose to recognize that exactly the life that I lived is exactly what I was choosing when, I, when we signed up to get married. And how, how would you approach things? How do you approach things differently because of that perspective? I think really recognizing that, yes, I, I did choose to marry Zach. I did choose to sign up for life with Zach. Now, Granted, I didn't know exactly what that would look like. I, I had no idea. I mean... 
I think we. I think you thought you knew. Yeah. And I think I thought I knew. Yeah. I mean, we were going to have six kids. How many kids do we have? Only eight. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a big difference. And that is a big difference. That's, uh, what is that, 30% more than we thought we would have. Yeah. It, it's kind of funny because, so, in July, we have a crazy month. It's, like, my birthday and then twins. our twins' birthday. And then it's our daughter Carly's birthday was yesterday on Pioneer Day. And then our anniversary is the 25th. We have a lot. That, that goes on in July. So yesterday for Pioneer Day, we always take our kids out for either breakfast or lunch on their birthday. It's just something that we do. And so we are out to lunch with our daughter who just turned 12. And Zach said, you know, you were the one that I planned on to be our baby. Like you, you were going to be my, my forever baby because. Because she was number four. And, and at four, Zach was like, okay, I'm done. We had two boys, two girls, boy, girl, boy, girl. I mean, it was like, you know, all we needed was a golden retriever and a white picket fence. Yes. And two less kids probably to really live the American I was good with four. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so I just, I just thought that was kind of funny because obviously we ended up having four more kids and we wouldn't trade any of them no absolutely not no notwithstanding sometimes they can frustrate us right like kids frustrate you yeah there's <laughs> there's lots of, of struggles that come along with with having a large family but um to get back to the question which you know how would you approach your current marriage struggles differently i think just recognizing that I did choose this and, and really that, that was my choice. And, you know, sometimes I think it's easy to be in the, the victim role of, of your struggles in your marriage. Like feel like this is all happening to me. My, my husband who struggles with pornography, it, it's, you know, if, if, if it's very easy to go to that victim role, it's very easy to think, Oh, I would have never chose this. I would have chosen any, other number of trials that there that are out there, but unfortunately or fortunately, we don't get to choose. And so just really owning our choice and recognizing that we do have a choice. We always have a choice. And then And that you could leave any time. Yeah. And and, and, w- and it would be hard, by the way. Yeah. Like well, there's no question about that. And I think just part of it is continuing to choose each other and choose your marriage. Like I was, uh, when I was talking to the girls, I was like, I probably could have divorced Zach like eight times over the 18 years. Right. There were times when I was a very generous number. It was probably like 800 times. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, that's a two way street though, by the way. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm not, I'm not saying that you're the only, but right. Like we could always find reasons to leave. Right. Yeah, totally. And instead, it's, I think, finding reasons to stay and finding reasons to continue to choose each other and continue to to progress as a couple and move forward, realizing that it's not all... It's not going to be all roses and butterflies. No, sh- Not very many people get white chargers, horses, right? I don't have any night gear, right? So it's not it's not that. It's really how am I willing to grow? For me, anyway. 
-hmm. It's how am I willing to grow? How am I willing to change? How am I willing to come closer to you? Um, and there are things, like, there's always going to be things that annoy each other, right? There, uh, maybe not always. Maybe no, one day. No, I think always. You think always? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I, I just, that's, but I that's think, human nature, right? Right. I, yes, totally. But I, I do think that there's a point at which we can go, you know what? None of that matters. And we can, l I think that is, th I think the growth actually comes not when someone stops doing something that annoys you, but, or that bothers you or that, you know, really isn't part of the way that you want your marriage to be, but when you can let that go and love them in spite of their flaws mm -hmm. and really be willing to either stay with them in spite of their flaws or be willing to walk away when it's appropriate if that's necessary. So I've been listening to this positive parenting book, and one of the things that they say when you're struggling with, with your teen is to pull out a picture of them when they were babies and, and really, like, just go back to that moment. Yeah, go back to that moment where you really, truly have this, like, amazing, unconditional love for this child. And so what I like to do is when Zach and I are struggling or fighting or, you know, just kind of in a rut is to look back on all of the amazing times that we have had and all of the experiences that we've had and all the memories we've created. And that is, that's, really helpful yeah i didn't know you do that yeah is that why you still love me <laughs> <laughs> on tuesdays that's on what my that's what tuesdays. my dad would say on tuesdays <laughs> anytime you ask my dad something like he, he'll he doesn't say really want to answer he'll just say on tuesday yeah <laughs> i and i think i think all of this really kind of just leads into that space of how do i create the life that i actually want now and how do I work towards that? And how can I elevate my own game and bring my spouse along with me if they choose to? And by the way, you can elevate your game without having to bring your spouse along. Yeah, and, and I think really just owning what part do I play when marriage is hard? Yes. Because it's so easy when marriage is hard to focus on all the hard stuff, right? It's kind of how we talk is like our brain is very good at fixating on whatever it is What's we're wrong? thinking. Right. So if we're like, oh, marriage is so hard, then that's where our brain goes. And we're like, oh, here's another reason. Or one of the things for me is when I feel not very connected, then I will like, my brain will hyper-focus on all the ways that we're not being connected. That is which, a true story, by which the way. Then that is a very true creates, story, by the way. Yeah, which then <laughs> creates a very unconnected um, situation. Yes. So. <laughs> That's funny. So in that, in that space, taking a step back from how that feels and going, wait a minute, maybe nothing's wrong. And maybe I can move forward and elevate my game and be the better version of me that I want to be. And as I do that, I know when I do that, you come along. And I know when you do that, I come along. Yeah. And, and I, I just kind of want to go on this one little tangent here when, when it comes to marriage struggles. I think one of the key components of dealing with marriage struggles in a significant way is being in integrity with yourself in what you actually tell your spouse about what's going on for you. Because I think women do this in terms of the, 
oh, nothing's wrong, I'm fine. And, you know, they just bury it and bury it and bury it and do what they think they're supposed to do over and over and over again without saying, you know what, I'm really not okay with this arrangement. You know, if, you know, take, for example, you know, cooking, right? In our house, you cook very much. That is your forte. You love that. But in some households, some wives, they don't want to cook, right? So it, rather than being like, yeah, I'll just do it and doing it terribly and being upset about it all the time, being willing to say, this isn't what I want to do anymore. And it, I would like you to take on some responsibility here. And do, having that hard conversation where you change the, the, the conversation from one of dishonest, um, just going along, and change it to honest, integrity with what you know what what's actually happening and maybe nothing changes in those conversations like maybe nothing physically changes in in the way that actually things are handled but at least you're honest about the conversation and for men it's the same thing um whether it's about stress right a lot of times men are very much like i'm gonna bury the stress and i'm not gonna let my wife you know i have to save her from the struggle that i have either at work or whatever and just being more in integrity with what you tell your spouse that radical honesty that I, you know, I've been talking about for a little while now, which is just, I'm going to tell you the truth about what's real for me, not just tell you what I think you want to hear so that we can get along for a little bit longer before something blows up. And I think that probably, I think of all the things that I have learned in the last 18 years, that's probably the most important thing. Because I think it would have been helpful in so many of our other struggles to face it earlier when it was smaller than later when it was big. She's nodding her head. She doesn't <laughs> realize that we're on radio here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. So I hope this has been a helpful conversation. I hope you guys can recognize that Darcy and I really, we do love each other. We enjoy being around each other. We, in fact, I always used to think when people were like, she's my best friend. I was always like, you probably don't have very many good men friends then because she can't be your best friend. Uh, but that's true of us in a way that I never thought was possible. And sometimes we disagree. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes we are exactly in lockstep, and I love it. Happy anniversary. Thanks. You're welcome. Happy anniversary to you. I'm, I'm saying mushy things, and she's being quiet now. Making me uncomfortable. Am I? <laughs> no. Aw, you poor thing. All right, you guys. Hey, I hope you have a great week. And Oh, go ahead. So we will be up north. We are going to Jody Moore's event on July, July 20, 30th. 30th, yeah. So if you are... Um, if you're there there we'd love to meet you yeah absolutely and if you uh, you know we're going to be up there for a couple of days so if you have a minute and you want to touch base with us we we might be able to make some time i don't yeah. know i don't email know what our us. day yeah just email us and if you're coming down to st george come hang out all right you guys have a great week we'll talk to you next time bye Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day, Darcy and I work with amazing men and women to remove pornography from their lives and relationships. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey, let us help you. Sign up for a consult at zackspafford.com slash workwithme, and you can set up some time for you or your spouse to meet with me or with Darcy, and we can help you get started on your self-mastery journey.
Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link. And if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.